0: Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Stephen. And I'm Jamie. And this week we are recapping season three, episode 16, Two Green with Love. Jamie. Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> so I am currently on vacation in Bethany Beach, Delaware, and I'm having a cut water lime margarita from a can. And um, I'm still recording an episode with you because I really, really am crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And we had planned on staying in tonight. And I was like, well, I'm not going to waste my Wednesday night then. And I watched the episode real quick, which is very rare for me to do. (laughs) But here we are. And we're recording this episode.
1: (laughs) So, all right. A few things while I unpack this here. Um, first off, happy birthday.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, it was my birthday. Thanks.
1: (laughs) First off, happy birthday. Uh, second off, happy vacation. Guys, just so you know, I did ask, because you really did not have to record with me today. I was not going to be mad about it. (laughs) I know. You're
0: never mad. You're like, (laughs) whatever.
1: (laughs) Are you sure? Okay. It's your vacation. It's what you want to do. And (laughs) thirdly, where is Justin during all of this?
0: Oh, he, him and his mom are in the um, kitchen cooking or Justin's grilling. I don't know. Oh. I was going to go upstairs and record because it was an extra bedroom. And he was like, no, it's fine. I'll go out there. So I have this whole room and I got like a desk. I'm not sitting on my floor. I have an actual chair. Very nice. Yeah.
1: Very nice.
0: It's like an so actual you setup. You're
1: staying in like a, like a house, not like a hotel. Group.
0: Yeah, we have. A, um, we rent the same house every year. And so okay. he sold it. So I don't think we're going to be coming here next year. I have no idea what's going to happen, but this would be our seventh year, no, sixth year here because we missed last year. So we've been coming here forever, which is, you know, it's like, oh, what are you doing for summer vacation? We're going to Bethany beach. So I think we're going to probably have to find a new place, which, you know, me with change, Jamie. <laughs> it's I know, change. I
1: know.
0: <laughs> so we'll figure it out. But, um, but yeah, I'm enjoying myself. We're having a nice week. I've been texting it's, you constantly. So.
1: I know. I, I was going to say, it's been lonely. I don't have my my chat buddy while I'm working.
0: I know. That's what I feel like when when you're not uh, working, when yeah, I'm no. working.
1: <laughs> I have two chat buddies. I'm down to one chat buddy. I feel very empty, okay?
0: <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. Um, But what did you think of this episode? Think
1: hard, Jamie. (laughs) All I I froze for a second while I was loading my thoughts and trying to put them in the right order because I didn't tell you about my week yet, and I don't know if we're not there
0: yet. That's what I was trying to like.
1: Well, you were saying you're on vacation, so I thought this was your intro to what you've been up to for the past week. That's why I froze for a second. I had I had to load that. I was buffering.
0: You literally were.
1: <laughs> I was buffering. <laughs> I was just trying to load, load my thoughts there.
0: <laughs> I just figured we would talk about the episode real quick and then get into our catch up. How about that?
1: Okay. So this episode, I went through uh, several emotions. Oh, um, really? None of them really positive. so <laughs> <It's still laughs> Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of this. I, <laughs> I'll get into it when we start to. Um, get into this. Only be all right. I'll just read to you my first initial thoughts. Okay, because I I wrote them out in sentences as they were occurring, so they're not like specific details. But you're gonna you got you're gonna laugh. Ready? Okay. <laughs> so the first thing I put: This episode is giving me anxiety. Damn entitled rich people. So frustrating. Is that what happens in PTA meetings? <laughs> Uh, and I said, "Media sucks. Damn agendas and misinterpretation." And then I wrote, "I hate this episode." <laughs> and then I wrote, <laughs> "Then I wrote, yes, Gail is involved. I feel a little better."
0: <laughs> I know. I loved it. I love that she was back with her her field reporting. <laughs> and I was bitch happy. sherry. She threw that bitch sherry down <laughs>
1: a couple of times. I felt better when more and more people were getting involved. But I had a lot of anxiety with this. And I don't know, I, I have a feeling a lot of it really has to do with because of all the political stuff that's happening in our country right now. I think I'm at like my like boiling point on political crap Yeah, and people trying to, you know, shove all kinds of things down your throat, you know, it's just, it's a mess. Everything's a mess right now. So this episode, even though it really has nothing to do with anything uh, just the political crap that was happening just within the school board. And because, you know, this guy and his snotty, bratty, child, man, baby, dude. I don't know. It gave me a lot of anxiety. I'm not going to lie. I think I've had about enough.
0: <laughs> First of all, I was like, wait, they're that upset about a principal expelling a student over vandalizing something. But the more you watch it, is it is pretty much about like race relations and mm-hmm. um yeah you're right i mean we don't talk a lot about politics on here if ever because they're pretty like light and fun it gives, it,
1: yeah it, it's it gives people anxiety it gives me anxiety it, it's i feel like when when like politics are being discussed it's never a good time most of the time it's oh no, it's like
0: a, it's in like a lot
1: it is a lot it's overbearing and why this episode was giving me a headache and i just I loved parts of it and I felt better, you know, towards the end, not really, not how it ended, but I felt like better when everybody was getting involved to show how passionate and I really liked how, um, they came together and they used their rights, you know, to speak their minds and, and hold those rallies. And, and I really can appreciate that motivation and determination to, to save their principal, but just the whole PTA meeting, I wanted it to be over. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just I had a lot of anxiety. I felt a lot better as the episode went on, but in the beginning, it was just it was a lot. I hope that All makes right. sense. I hope that I'm articulating this right because I don't really know how to explain it.
0: No, I understand what you're saying, but we'll get into it more. I but I get it. It was it was a lot to deal with because there were so many different. Topics that they were jumping around on, and you know, there's even a scene later when Bodie pretty much brings it up. You know,
1: yeah, yeah, he but, spits it
0: out. But it is, it's, it's kind of a disgrace, and well, not kind of, it is a disgrace, and it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of messed up with the superintendent. Um, you know how he was defending the community and not the school, and then Gal, you know, Gal yeah, put him in a yeah she's
1: the real mvp of this episode i'm just she was yeah
0: because even on that scene i was like oh my god gal
1: I, I hated how you have this this rich family with this you know spoiled brat of a son who does <laughs> all of these crappy things you know with the cheating and the vandalism and he doesn't take you know responsibility for those actions so the principal handled the situation and what he felt or deemed was necessary. You know, the, the man child, cause let's face it, the guy's like 30 years old, <laughs> the man child, you know, and he's not going to change. He's spoiled. He gets away with everything literally. So he thinks he owns everything and he can do whatever he wants. So he dealt out the punishment. This is a punishment. You're done here. It's, you know, now it's affecting not just yourself, but you're affecting, you know, the classmates around you and, so he handled it as he deemed fit. What I did like about the PTA meeting, when all of this stuff was going on, the one woman that was sitting up at the table, she kind mm-hmm. of put the father in the place because he's like, you know, shouldn't schools be responsible for making sure kids are doing what they're doing, that they-, they failed? And she's like, shouldn't you as the parent be making sure that your child's doing what they're supposed to be doing and not disrupting everybody else?
0: Yeah, I like that. I
1: love that woman. I was like, yeah, I was rooting it. I was rooting. I was like, you know, woo, whoo.
0: <laughs> yeah, because they needed somebody to you know, put the, put the father in his place. Cause he was being so smug and just an asshole.
1: Yeah. That's what I mean. Like these people, just because you know what I mean? They have money and whatever. They just feel like they could do whatever they want. I really hate that entitlement. It's something that's always kind of bothered me. I feel like it's always, most of the time associated with people who have a lot of money just because they own this and they can do that and they can afford this, that they just, you know, can yeah, walk all can over you.
0: Pay for the situation to go away.
1: Right. And I mean, what's sad about society is, uh, you know, eight times out of ten they can they can do just that. But I just I have a lot of feelings about it. I had a lot of anxiety, and then I started to feel better as it went on. Um,
0: then you felt sad because I felt sad. I was sad end.
1: at the end, <laughs> but like you knew kind of what was going to happen. I was hoping, I'm hoping, I'm trying to remember if it turns around at some point because they didn't air the special yet that kind of throws the the superintendent or whatever under the bus where he kind of walks himself into a corner with when she addresses that. Yeah. Um, they haven't aired that yet, so they might bring him back. And I wish I could remember. I was I like a-
0: don't remember, but I have a feeling that this is done. He's done.
1: And he's done. He and really are gone. Can't. Maybe I'm just wishful thinking. This is like me watching this all over again, because when I watched this season the last time, I was so focused on Casey and Joey that everything else was just white noise. Yeah. So- By the way, I cheated a little bit and I read the description for the next episode and it is the episode I have been waiting for. You guys, I hope you were ready for this because next episode is going to be a fucking
0: blast. Oh, is that (laughs) the one where they make out?
1: Yes.
0: I don't remember it either.
1: (laughs) I just remember the end. (laughs) Joey Um, goes to college to go find her boyfriend, finds the other woman or whatever.
0: Boring AJ. AJ.
1: I know. Even Casey goes and her up and then, you know, she has like a meltdown.
0: Even in this episode, I was like, oh my God, why is she giving him so much credit? There's Casey another. literally told her what to do and she was like, you didn't give me that. And I'm like, I am like she dang. had like
1: one <laughs> tiny moment of clarity when, um, in the beginning, when he told her what, and she's like, "PC said the same thing and he kind yeah. of snapped out of it.
0: She never gave him any credit. She was like, the two, well, the two of you said it, so maybe I should. But no, she was like, and hey, that's all my college, my family. <laughs> really
1: likes AJ and
0: Hey, you know what I thought this whole episode was about? They hired this actor or created this character of Principal Green, just so later down the line, Joey could have an episode where she creates a protest and a rally. <laughs> <laughs> so it can be said about her.
1: I don't think so. <laughs> I did find it a little (laughs) bit abrupt, but...
0: They were like, this is what we're going to do in the writer's room. (sighs) Joey, she doesn't get enough storyline, okay? So we're even going to put the other characters on the back burner and have them show up for, like, barely a full 20 minutes. And Joey's going to be the head of everything.
1: (laughs) Maybe the actor that plays Principal Green couldn't stay. Maybe he got hired on to take on a different role, and they're like, all right, we've got him for two more episodes. What can we do? Oh. We're going to put this kid on the list. He's going to do a bunch of bad shit and he's going to get kicked out. And then there's going to be a lot of backlash where Mr. Green's going to have to. Maybe.
0: I don't know. I'd have to Google it and find out.
1: And leave. That's the only thing that I can think of.
0: No, I personally think that they brought him on because they wanted to have a story and all that stuff maybe that's where they went in the writer's room because they didn't know where else to go with principal green because they, they had all these like big plans for him because he was such a big deal in the beginning of the season remember he was in the that pep rally they had and he was like i'm yeah. here for the students and
1: you know this it's a so good character funny. though what's really funny i feel is around this time i feel like even with the buffy show that was out In the beginning, nobody really cared about the principal, but then as the seasons kind of went on, the principal became more standard. You start liking them, you know, until one got eaten by a bunch of hyenas uh, and then the other one got eaten by the mayor, a.k.a. a really giant snake. So (laughs) um, uh, Sunnydale High principals tend to get eaten. But (laughs) most of the time, you never even really see the principles, you know,
0: and Side High principles usually get fired by bigots. (laughs) So apparently. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll break it all down in a very short minute. So why don't we just do a quick catch up and you tell me what's been going on with you since I last spoke to you.
1: (laughs) So my way, anything new? (laughs) my weekend all right you guys i'm gonna tell you something very very embarrassing that happened to me over this weekend and i'm just gonna do that because it's kind of funny now it sucked then it's embarrassing but it's funny now so um i went to my mom's this past weekend Uh and it was really freaking hot out okay jamie does not do well with heat i don't do well with heat i get very sick I can get sick if I'm like, oh, my body's overheating and I don't have a way to cool down. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, it was our brilliant idea to go out for a little bicycle ride as the sun started to go down. So, like, was hoping it was going to be cooler. I had a cold water bottle at the time, and you know, I was like, we're not going to go far. All right? it's fine. We'll just, you know, bicycle ourselves around the neighborhood, and we did. Now, mind you, guys, the last time I rode a bicycle. <laughs> was like 10 years ago, no, maybe even a little bit more. Okay, yeah, I used to a
0: bike in a while either.
1: <laughs> my bicycle was my main source of transportation until I got my license and my first car. Once I got my first car, I didn't need the bicycle anymore. So I retired it, <laughs> aka my mom sold it at a yard sale for 20 bucks. I'm still oh. upset about it. Let's not talk about it. Okay. Yeah, let's um, not go
0: there because I'm very upset about things. My parents got rid of mine as well. So
1: yeah. Anyways, I love that bike. <laughs> it had a really comfortable seat. Now everything sucks. Every time I sit on a bike, I'm like, this seat sucks. I need one that's for bigger booties (laughs) anyways so we go on our little bicycle ride now mind you i was not prepared for a bicycle ride i did not have proper clothing all i had are jeans my burka stock sandals and a tank top you were riding a
0: bike in jeans
1: i was riding my bicycle in jeans which is not abnormal for me when i was younger
0: yeah yeah,
1: But as somebody who's a little bit older, not so attuned to heat, and also not quite in shape anymore like I was back well, then.
0: And, and a heat wave.
1: Yeah, the heat wave is what did it. Everything else was fine. Um, We were out riding around for a while, and we were doing fine. And then we got to, like, this hill. It wasn't like a steep incline, okay? I <laughs> made it to the top. You know, I was a little bit out of breath, but I was fine. Okay. Until my ears started to ring. Oh, no. So I stopped and I called out to my mom because she was ahead of me. And I like I'm standing and I grab my water bottle, which is, by the way, because it's so freaking hot out. It's not cold anymore. It's it's warm water. but I'm drinking some of that. And then the, the ringing in my ears get worse. So I'm like, I should probably sit down. You know, like the outskirts of my vision is getting a little dark. It's probably not <gasps> fucking normal. Did so you pass out? I almost passed out. Yes. Oh, my God. I had to sit down on the ground. And I'm just like, all right, first of all, I'm in jeans. I'm really uncomfortable. It's hot. And I'm sitting on concrete. I'm sitting on the sidewalk on a semi quasi main road in the middle of town. Yeah, that's where I am. And my mom comes over and she's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't feel good. <laughs> like, my ears are ringing really loud. I can't hear you that well. <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, and you know, my vision starting to go. So you know, I'm sitting there with my head between my knees and I'm like, this is not uncomfortable because my pants are digging into my stomach and my belly button ring. And I'm like, this isn't working. My mom's like, drink water. I'm like, I'm not drinking any more piss warm water. I'm like, <laughs> I need to cool down. My body is literally overheating. That's what's happening. And I can't strip out here. So, <laughs> so what do I do? I laid down. I laid down and I looked at the pretty blue sky.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would have.
1: And then people are stopping. Thank gosh for really nice people, okay? A couple people stopped and they asked if I was okay. My mom's trying to get my brother on the phone. My brother is nowhere near town. My mom's neighbors are also on vacation. They're not They're not there. They're at their beach home or whatever the hell they are. Um,
0: they're next door to me.
1: <laughs> they're, somewhere, they're somewhere else. You know, I don't i'm like just focused on my breathing and not passing out at this point i didn't even care like i had my new backpack because i had like a tiny little backpack that had like my wallet and stuff in it and it's new and it's leather and i didn't even care at this point i just laid right backwards on it so yeah that was was good times uh but we were only like a couple of blocks from my mom's street. So these people stop and they're like, you know, are you okay? Do you need to go to the hospital? And this one guy was trying to get me to go to the hospital. He like, you should call an ambulance. There could be something wrong with you. You could have a disease. Oh, disease? Said, what? I'm, no, it's the heat. Like I literally, it's the heat. It's, it's really... Oh, it, I just need to cool down. I need air. I need to breathe. There's no wind. Like there was, there was nothing. It was just straight heat outside. There was no breeze. There was nothing to help cool my skin temperature down. I just needed it. scary. Honestly, at one point it was a little scary because if I passed out, I don't know how my mom would have been able to handle it. So. I mean,
0: she probably um, would have put an ambulance.
1: Probably, but it's scary. It's scary for her. I wouldn't want to wake up and be like, where the fuck am I? You know, so. So this really nice woman who actually worked at the high school in the area, well, I learned I learned a couple of things about her while I got in her car. So <laughs> she agreed to take me back to my mom's house and my mom was going to, you know, bring the bicycles back on her own. And um, first of all, getting up was not hard. Walking was very difficult. I could only take like three steps at a time and then I would have to stop and like bend over.
0: Oh my God. to prevent
1: myself from blacking completely out. Because I would start walking and then I would get really lightheaded and then my vision would start to kind of, you know, go on me. I'm like, oh boy.
0: <laughs> That's scary.
1: Yeah, but as soon as I got in the car, she had the air on like full blast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I could breathe. I don't even know who this person is. This is the first time that I met her in my life. And I'm like, listen, I- thank you, by the way, for giving me a ride. But I don't know who invented air conditioning, but they're genius. Like this is... <laughs>
0: Here's your chance. Give her, give her a shout out. I'm sure she's heard of us, ma'am.
1: If you are listening <laughs> to us, you are amazing. Okay, I don't remember your name. I think it was Jess or Jen or.
0: You're something. a godsend.
1: You're a godsend. Okay, you're a beautiful human being. So thank you so much because I probably would have laid on that concrete, <laughs> staring at the sky for at least another 15 minutes until my body cooled down enough for me to stand up and walk. So that's
0: really scary. I
1: do not do good with heat, and my lesson is officially learned just gonna stay inside all summer for the rest of my life (laughs) no for real I need to move somewhere where it's like in the 60s and 70s all the time and then I would be happy because that's like my ideal temperature apparently
0: well that's scary Jamie I've never had that situation before where I felt like I was gonna pass out or I felt like yeah I couldn't control the situation especially in heat like I've I've, I think I can deal with heat pretty well
1: Heat's my number one enemy. We're not friends. We are not friends at all. I cannot handle it, I guess. If I am not, if I don't have a way to cool down my body temperature, it's it's not. uh it's Ew, not Yeah.
0: And drinking that warm, hot water was probably doing all nothing. I had
1: left. My water was not cold anymore. All I wanted was like ice cold water with ice, yeah. ice chips in it. Like I wanted frozen water. That's what I wanted.
0: Well, thank God that person drove by and was able to take you home.
1: Yeah, thank thank goodness for for people who stopped to make sure I was okay. I think somebody thought that I, if I heard overheard them correctly, um while I was focused on my breathing and, you know, the clouds and the birds flying over my head, <laughs> um they asked if I hit my head. I think once I laid down all the way, people were really concerned that I like fell off the bike. But I did not fall off the bike. I stopped because my ears started to ring and I needed a break. And I'm like, I should probably sit down. So I had the forethought to make sure that I wasn't going to actually pass out while standing. I have seen somebody do that before and that is not fun.
0: Um, yeah, they just they fall like a bag of rocks. Like a you know? bag
1: of yeah, like a bag of bricks, more like it. And just the sound that you hear of somebody just collapsing is so scary. It's not fun. So that was my embarrassing weekend. But on the plus side, I got home on Sunday and I was able to watch at least a handful of hours of Lollapalooza. And Jay Hope killed it.
0: Oh, yeah, killed it,
1: sir. I'm very proud. I'm so proud. It was awesome. It was fan freaking tastic. It gave me chills a couple of times, and it was so awesome to hear Army singing along to his songs. And it was great because occasionally, like they would like catch him in those moments where like he could hear Army and then smile. It was so exciting. And anyways, I loved it. I loved it. I fucking loved it. It was great. <laughs> Can I mention that I loved
0: it? Did you love it, Jamie?
1: I loved it. I loved it so much. It was great. All
0: right. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you went from one horribly bad situation to a very positive uplifting one. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much how my life goes.
0: <laughs> I have to tell you, I'm really feeling this, this margarita. Oh I haven't checked gosh. to see how much alcohol is in it.
1: You know, what's so funny. I don't think you've ever actually drank on our show. On the show, I did
0: like once in the beginning.
1: You did? It's... I thought you had a Red Bull each and every time.
0: No, I had a, um, the very first episode, I had a, um, uh, Lover Boy, which is a, like sugar free, like tea seltzer thing. I don't know. Uh, this is 12.5% alcohol. Was that bad? Or is that good? I don't know.
1: That's great. <laughs>
0: we went to buy alcohol so justin's been getting drunk like every night while we're here <laughs> and we went to the um do some food shopping and then we went and got we went to the liquor store and i was looking for those bud light margarita things that they used to make the ritas they have them all different flavors they don't make them anymore apparently i don't know so yeah. i asked the kid i'm like looking around like an idiot and the kid comes up to me and he's like like what do you look like what are you looking for and i was like huh Oh, I want margar- like margaritas. And he said something. I go, no, like canned margaritas. And then he points me to these things. They're called cut water. And there's only four in a pack. And it was like $13. But I was like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> and I grabbed them. And um, this is the first one I've had since I got them, but i feel really good right now Jamie.
1: i'm very happy for you so this is gonna be a fun episode for all of us. i
0: might be drunk by the time i'm done this
1: <laughs> it'll be your first time drunk i'm telling you i think the last time when i was drinking too i really never got buzzed so me either one time we're just gonna have to have a bottle of wine each of us and i brought just-
0: two here so we could have done it tonight too but well, um but yeah I um maybe had a not on night
1: maybe not on like oh, yeah. we might have to have like a special episode <laughs> on like a Friday night or a weekend. Well, no, it
0: should be it should be okay because we're not going into the office. So I
1: don't want to work with numbers hungover. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> I have to math, okay? <laughs> I
0: have to math.
1: I have to math.
0: Um but No, I had a margarita earlier at lunch, and yesterday I had two at dinner. And then the first night we came here, or not the first night, the second night, we went out to dinner, and I had a margarita there. So yeah, I've been drinking margaritas since we've been here, which is nice. Um, But no, yesterday was my birthday, and we went to the beach, and I got a nice layer of color on me. And um, then after we went to this place called Beggar's Island in Ocean City, Maryland, which we've been going to for years and years and years. And um, we watched the sunset and then we ended up getting a nice table outside and I ordered, we ordered food and had drinks and it was nice. And then we came home and Justin got me uh, ice cream cake and we sang happy birthday. And I've been trying to document it as much as I can with like fun pictures and posting stuff on my stories. And I was corny and posted a thing on our own Instagram saying it was my birthday. <laughs> I didn't care, but I was like. I was so appreciative of people like reaching out and saying happy birthday. It was so nice. So I appreciate it. So thank you to everybody who said happy birthday. It was really sweet, but we're still here till Saturday and you know, we'll see what happens, but we saw more beach days and we want to go to Feggers again. Today we went to Rehoboth and we went out to lunch and then we walked around. It started to get really hot, but um, now Justin's, I think I said earlier, he's grilling some chicken and they're probably eating dinner right now. I'll eat after we're done this, but I'm not on a sleep schedule at all.
1: (laughs) Oh boy.
0: (laughs) Um, No, it's been fun though. I'm so happy, Jamie, to just be away and to not have to worry about work or anything in my apartment or like, I do miss my cats though. I will say that.
1: Anytime I go away, they're they're like the only, well, I don't want to say the only thing that I miss, but uh, yeah, I know. But I know what you mean. Like anytime you go away for extended period of time, I feel like my animals are like the first thing that I miss. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it is funny because we're so used to them sleeping on our bed or like you know feeding them every morning but it's been nice not having them wake me up the way they wake me up so Good
1: birthday feliz cumpleaños, a ti. Feliz cumpleaños a ti.
0: <laughs> wait what language is that
1: it's spanish <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> i am now officially 42 <laughs> 42
1: 42 <laughs> I am 32 you are 42 and we are in the twos
0: oh wait you know what I did last time
1: uh, you drink?
0: <laughs> so, so wait um me and Justin are on this group on Facebook it's like real gay life after 40 or something and I pretty much troll it because there's such fucking weirdos in this group and I said oh maybe I should post a funny picture and say it's my birthday and see if anybody comments on it I was like, maybe I'll get like the weirdos being like, oh, you're so cute or whatever. And he was like, don't do that. And I was like, no, I want to. <laughs> <So> I <posted. laughs> and I got all these like all these happy birthday messages. But not one person was like, oh, hey, hey, hottie or whatever. And I said, yeah, because I should have been like, oh, I'm so sad on my birthday. I need someone to spend my birthday with so they could feel sorry for me. <laughs> then they would have all been like jumping on me (laughs) Gosh, i was like that's how this group works (laughs) it was funny but yeah other than that i'm having a great week and i'm glad that you feel better and you (laughs) got to watch your Lollapalooza. yeah so i think we should probably get into this episode what do you say jamie
1: probably probably a good idea
0: All right. (laughs) All right. So we are recapping season three, episode 16 to green with love aired February 16th, 2000 written by Gina Fattore and Greg Berlanti and directed by Ken Fink. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, this is probably going to be such a a scattered episode with the recap. I feel like it's not going to be as, um, what's the word that you would use as like
1: consecutive
0: no it's not gonna be as uh perfect <laughs> i don't know you know how i'm like because
1: you've had a few to drink
0: no it's because i was rushing through the episode uh, so i didn't write every single quote down yeah
1: okay you you don't have a whole lot of unnecessary dialogue written down got it
0: yeah so it might just be fun and who knows maybe our audience will appreciate this more than our <laughs> other way
1: <laughs> they'll, they'll like the reprieve maybe or they're gonna get we're gonna get hate mail saying no go back to explaining every little detail you crazy people
0: well any mail would be great because i open up that email and there's uh, never anything in there
1: (laughs) (laughs) just the uh download count alerts right
0: (laughs) no it's always like um people asking if they want to edit our episodes from like programs i've never even heard of i'm like no i don't want you to would you like
1: a website here i created <laughs> one it's only going to be good for 24 hours
0: <laughs> what? you're like you're like oh wow they even put up comments and i said jamie they were all like bots
1: all fake.
0: <laughs> they weren't real
1: <laughs> These aren't real why would i want a website with fake reviews
0: <laughs> jamie it's not we're real.
1: anything but fake <laughs>
0: I know. I was like, I can pull a ton of reviews from people that just sent them to us. I was like, those. I was like, wait, when you said that to me, I was like, wait, do they sound like real to you? No. So made up.
1: So frustrating.
0: They were like, oh my god, the hosts are so powerful, and and I was like, we're powerful.
1: (laughs) Have you met us?
0: I don't think that's the right word to describe (laughs) us. Powerful,
1: entertaining, entertaining? yes, powerful. maybe. <laughs> but powerful. Now, what makes a person I powerful? Know.
0: I don't know. I guess if it has something like big meaning behind the things that they're saying, like do I they don't have think,
1: big meaning.
0: <laughs> I guess according to that bot, we do. <laughs> Are our, we
1: influencing you guys in any way? Please tell
0: us. <laughs> <street> podcasts <laughs> <laughs> Make people feel powerful.
1: We're not really influencers here. We're just, you know. Couple of people on a recap podcast.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I would say that's what we are. (laughs) Two (laughs) fucking idiots who talk about Dawson's
1: screen. (laughs) Speak for yourself.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Two (laughs) fucking dummies (laughs) talking about (laughs) Dawson's cream. All right. So we open on a PTA meeting and it's regarding Principal Green's expulsion of Matt Caulfield. The bigoted white boy who literally said in the last episode that he has nothing to worry about because he's rich and white, and he's offended by Asian culture, like weird. So, <laughs>
1: not going I just, I don't know. I feel like this guy is just offensive, and
0: period. Oh, and so was his father. So we see Joey and Pacey and Dawson are in the audience, and they're they're there to support Green. And the head of the meeting is the superintendent named Doctor Fielding, and. He wants Principal Green to reconsider his decision. And he later says that Principal Green has final say on on his decisions, which makes no sense. So, like, he totally contradicted everything he says. But then later in the episode, he's like, well, we gave him a choice. But he really didn't. They were like, you either change, your, change what you did or you resign.
1: Yeah. And then when Joey brought it up, she's like, you threatened him. No, we didn't threaten him. We gave him a choice. Yeah, you gave him a choice to either change his decision or he has to leave that's a threat you were threatening because
0: it was like an ultimatum
1: yeah exactly Your like a job forced or... ultimatum that's terrible it's just terrible like who are you sir who are you
0: a creep that's what he is um so we see matt caulfield's father stand up and he says He says some bullshit about Principal Green being an outsider. And he has personal prejudices against his son. No, he
1: doesn't. Your son's an asshole.
0: Yeah. His son has personal prejudices against Principal Green because he's black.
1: Asshole.
0: So then Joey gets up and she tells him all that it's ridiculous. And the whole thing has been blown out of proportion. And then Dr. Fielding says, this is a PTA meeting, young lady, not a pep rally. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> First of all, is this what happens in PTA meetings? Teachers, parents, have you ever been to a PTA meeting?
0: I've never. been Is this been what to y'all them.
1: do? Because I've never been to a PTA meeting. I don't have kids, obviously. You know what?
0: I think you can go on YouTube and look up random PTA meetings, and you'll see the dumb stuff that they talk about.
1: I might like, need to go down this rabbit hole because I'm, yeah. I'm crazy curious.
0: I think, that and there's... I don't know
1: if I'm ever going to have children at this point, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god let's not talk about that we've been talking about that a lot lately since we've been down here um so matt's father says that principal Green's scare tactics and extremism of social justice are better suited for an urban war zone than our civilized community and joey says you did not just say that and i wrote it's all very racial so then matt's father continues and says Principal Green was doing his job at any capacity. None of them would have to be here tonight. So then another board member calls out to Matt's father and tells him that if he was doing his job as a parent, his son would still be in school with a file in the guidance office over an inch thick. Pretty much. She says (laughs)
1: basically
0: yeah so then joey says that principal green is a fair man and matt's father says i'm sure it seems that way to you dear and then some of the other students whose families don't embrace and then joey cuts them off and she says don't embrace what or something like that and then he says don't embrace the values and then he's cut off by dawson saying you don't know anything about her family and dawson just wanted to talk <laughs> So then Dr. Fielding shuts everybody up and he announces that if Principal Green doesn't reduce Matt's expulsion to a reasonable sentence by Friday at 3 p.m., he'll be asked to resign. So Pacey says Fielding's going to railroad Green into changing his decision. And Dawson says either that or out of town. And then we get the opening credits. Also, I had to watch this on Hulu, so I had to listen to the old theme song. <laughs> totally. I listen
1: to every time because I watch that on here.
0: It totally threw me off. So we get this new character named Sherry Eisler. She's reporting from downtown Cape side and we see Gail go up to talk to her. We see her for like a split second in the um, PTA meeting. Mm. We notice that she's a reporter. So we see Gail go up and talk to her. She congratulates her on making field reporter. And she mentions that she's come a long way from the shy intern she's hired. So then Sherry says that if it wasn't for Gail being a veteran trailblazer, young female reporters would be nowhere. And Gail's like, "Uh uh-huh.
1: Please shut up now. <laughs> Stop talking to me.
0: So then Gail asks, What's her story? And Sherry says, You were in there. Didn't you see? And Gail says, I saw a lot of out of control parents, which isn't uncommon for this town. And Sherry says, What about a principal expelling a student for the rest of the year? And I was like, This is really what they're fighting about.
1: Apparently, nothing else more exciting really happens in Cape Side, except for when it comes to the faculty in this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> faculty <laughs> lives. That's a whole different book. Everybody. I know.
0: <laughs> it should be about
1: them. <laughs> just gonna change the name of the show to faculty
0: it's creek. Like faculty Creek. Fac- faculty faculty
1: creek yeah <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with the sci-fi flick faculty
0: the faculty yeah also <laughs> created by kevin williamson
1: <laughs> also i love that movie
0: i know i keep saying we should do it as an offshoot bonus episode
1: so I'm, I'm down i own it let's do this yes
0: all right um Sherry's called to go by her, like, cameraman or whatever. And she says they have to go. We have a deadline. You remember those days, don't you, Gal? It was great seeing you. And Gal looks really less than impressed by her. Sherry's a bitch, by the way. (laughs) She really is. She's the one who took over Gal's job.
1: No, me gusta.
0: So now we see Pacey and Joey walking together. It's dark out. It's To me, it looks like it's freezing cold out because they're bundled up.
1: I know. And it's all snowy and wintry out.
0: And she tells him that what happened in that meeting was so unjust and not to mention personally demoralizing. So Pacey says, you know how this system works? Convicts, mental defectives, and people under the age of 18 are routinely denied a chance to participate in decisions that affect their everyday lives. So then Joey mentions that the people who don't attend these rallies are the ones who aren't affected by it. True happy people rarely attend emergency PTA meetings, Joey says, and teenagers. Come on, they'd have to be coaxed and prodded before they actually set down their PlayStations, turn off TRL and do something about something. Basie says, so who's going to rally the troops? (laughs) Joey says, obviously nobody. (laughs) Basie's like, well, you could. So he's like planting the seed. Joey says, right. Joey Potter against the system. What am I going to do? Paint another mural? That'll help. (laughs) So then we do like a quick transition into Joey talking to AJ on the phone. And she's like giving him the rundown of the meeting. And he tells her that she can't just expect people to rally around a cause that doesn't exist. They need leadership. She's like, that's what Pacey just said. (laughs) And he says, Pacey? What kind of name is Pacey? (laughs) I was like, what kind of name is AJ? What does that stand for? AJ. Like, leave Pacey alone.
1: <laughs> Anthony Jackson.
0: Uh,
1: Andre Jones.
0: AJ stands for Asshole Jerk.
1: How <laughs> <A> very original. <laughs> I'm over here thinking about actual names, and you're like, how can I insult this character?
0: I know. <laughs> oh, with this terrible haircut.
1: Uh, well, you know, it was the uh, early 2000s at this point. <laughs>
0: It was the 2000s. It was like just turned 2000s.
1: Y2K, baby.
0: They're like, give me the Y2K haircut.
1: Give me the I'm, Y2K haircut.
0: I might you know, spontaneously combust.
1: Robots were supposed to take over. or What was it? We were supposed to have like a big crash or something with computers. Yeah, they know. said
0: all the computers are going to stop working. And like, yeah. I remember that. I remember Somebody we turned those off. Reading
1: way too deep into the mind calendar. <laughs> Or whatever it was,
0: I think it was the mind calendar. I think like, it was. I yeah. think it was the,
1: calendar. <laughs> <laughs> the end I of remember... the world was supposed to happen like three times already. <laughs> oh no! <laughs>
0: Who's the other guy who does all that stuff? Um, Nostradamus. He like told the future. Justin had that on one night, and I was watching it, and he was asleep. Fascinating, isn't it? I was so creeped out watching it because oh. I was like, "Wow, those things actually nice. did happen."
1: I love the History Channel. <laughs>
0: I know <laughs> that's what it was.
1: On the history channel is fantastic, even <laughs> when it's got aliens on it. You're like, Wait, what? But you know,
0: <laughs> oh, well, he wait. So Justin said the other night that he woke up or he had a weird nightmare about like aliens and stuff. And I said, Justin, it's because you were watching it last night. I, said, I, I never... woke up to watching it. I was like, You probably heard it in your sleep. <laughs> I
1: have really crazy dreams when we watch certain stuff. Um, I had a really crazy dream the other night. I'm trying to think of what show Terry was watching while I was falling asleep. It was, uh, was it zombie related? Oh, you know what? You know the new Resident Evil? Yeah. It, it's not bad. It's good. It's not, I mean, it's not bad, but it's so, like, story-based and less zombie like. Yeah, know. it's about
0: it's the girls. It's Evil. It's about the girls I, more I, than, like, anything else.
1: I, anyways, it, that's not what we're here about. But, um... <laughs> I, Terry was watching it while I was trying to fall asleep and I had weird dreams. Now, mind you, weird dreams is normal for me. I dream about all kinds of weird stuff. It's, you know, I read really weird books. So dreams about zombies is not uncommon, but this one was especially weird. And I'm trying to remember what made it different. This is not <laughs> the first time that I've had dreams where, you know, zombies were in existence and I was, you know, kicking ass or running for my life oh my god if a zombie apocalypse ever occurred in the middle of the heat wave i'm screwed
0: oh my god you would never i'm gonna pass
1: out and get eaten like somebody's gonna have to carry me
0: (laughs) what do you you know what i always wondered on like thought about on the walking Dead when i watched it
1: how many times i was gonna die
0: (laughs) i think i would would probably survive a pretty decent time you think yeah
1: i'm pretty sure i'd die
0: i think i would survive yeah I would probably, I, I probably wouldn't be
1: I, like, like I don't barricaded myself in my house.
0: I wouldn't be killed by a zombie though. I would be killed by like one of the like humans that People? is trying to like kill everybody. Psychos. Yeah. I always had zombie dreams. It's mm-hmm. so weird. I've had so many zombie dreams where like zombies are trying to kill me.
1: I remember my first ever zombie dream. Do you want to hear about it? We can blame <laughs> Pet Cemetery.
0: Oh my God. Was there a child coming after you? <laughs>
1: No, my cat.
0: Oh my god!
1: When did Pet Cemetery come out? When was in, that really? Like,
0: I feel like it was like in the nineties.
1: It was definitely in the nineties. Hold on, Pet so Cemetery. Funny. Oh, it was eighty-nine. So that I watched came it not out not that long ago. It was in eighty-nine. I wasn't born yet. All right, so I had to have been.
0: I wasn't born yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> huh? Um, I don't know. Six, five, maybe a little older, maybe eight. I was somewhere in there, okay? Somewhere in there.
0: You were under I 10.
1: I was under 10. I don't think that I've ever actually been able to watch the movie from start to finish just because animals and death don't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, those weird zombie movies and stuff, but I can't watch... What's that one with... Um, Was it I Am Legend? Oh, with yeah. The dog. I can't yeah. watch that movie. I watched it till I got to the dog scene. I'm like, I'm done. As soon as they start killing animals, I'm done. Um, well, he has that's why I didn't the mind dog. the one where they were on the mall, because the dog was able to navigate through the... Oh, corridor.
0: yeah. That is a good one.
1: I'm like, I, all right, I can, I can get behind the, the zombie movie. You know, they don't attack the furry creatures. They just want the human flesh. That's cool. I will never forget the dream. It was my cat, Angel. And she looked like one of the dogs from the first Resident Evil movies. Like skin coming off of her and like she was missing chunks of her body and literally she like came to attack me Ew. that's what I dreamed about that's what I dreamt about like, <laughs> fuck <that. laughs> fucking twisted okay literally have had weird dreams ever since so I've adapted I write them down now some of them turn into really cool little stories that I can make <laughs> out of the five stories that I have on ideas guess how many of them are about zombies five <laughs> don't
0: uh, know, like three. So <laughs> it was a trick question.
1: <laughs> not really. It was just a question. You made it a trick question. I, <laughs> I, I always like, make yeah, everything
0: I like so it. difficult.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, one has to do with camping. The other one is kind of like an urban thing. I can picture it in my head, but it's not like camping. The one the one was literally we were at like a campsite and my brother got bit.
0: <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's what I was trying to say. And like, if I was in the walking dead, like the real life walking dead, and I saw somebody that I knew or loved, and they were a zombie and I was still alive. Like, how do you deal with that? Is that? Weird? I
1: don't know. I don't know. Like, if you I saw like,
0: somebody walking by me, and I, or like a zombie, and I was like, I'm like, I have to really kill them because I don't want them walking around like a zombie, you know? And then you'd have to kill them twice because they're already dead. Can
1: you imagine the like mental strain that people would go through during a zombie apocalypse.
0: I think you the, like, would eventually trauma. get through it though, because you're it's like it's a totally different world, and you just have to like survive, adapt. Yeah, adapt
1: while being traumatized.
0: This is now a Walking Dead podcast. <laughs>
1: No, we can't. I can't get through oh. the Walking Dead show. I think I got like four seasons in and was bored. out you are making
0: know. like three more shows, Jamie. One of them, uh, them Rick on the Show,
1: let it die. It's, it's done. never
0: going to. It's going to continue it is forever.
1: Literally, you know, rinse, wash, repeat. Is all they're the making, time
0: the Jamie. They're making another. Another Fear the Walking Dead season is coming out with Madison, who they never should have had fired. Uh, A Rick and Michonne spinoff and then a Maggie and a Negan spinoff. And then they're ending the third, the final season. Yeah. And they're ending the final season this fall. It was supposed to be over already, I thought.
1: Why Maggie and Negan?
0: I don't know. You got to watch it. I am not caught up with it. But I was all caught up. And then another season started. and I thought it was over.
1: Wasn't Negan the one that killed Glenn? Yes. Why would Maggie and Megan
0: You have to catch up. I got caught up, and it's all confusing now. Yeah. So Maggie, anyway, I'm very but angry at you. <laughs> but let's get back to Dawson's Creek.
1: That is a betrayal to Glenn. <laughs> I can't.
0: He's probably I gonna can't. marry him now. Watch. I can't. <laughs> or they're can't. gonna have, they're gonna have sex or something. Watch.
1: I hate them. I hate them all. No, I don't care. I'm not gonna watch the show ever again. I'm over it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you sounded really concerned about it. <laughs>
1: I will not watch it anymore. (laughs) I really have no idea. I got to the whole, when they killed off Glenn, that was pretty much the start of the end. Oh my God,
0: wait. So when I was all caught up in it, because I watched it every week, and then Justin binged it. And when he saw that episode, and he saw that he killed Glenn, he was like, are you kidding me?
1: He I was so it. done.
0: I was like, I was know so that was done. my reaction. I couldn't believe it either.
1: I was really but... angry. <laughs> was
0: and nuts. I knew it was gonna
1: happen. My brother read the comics, and he's like, this yeah. is pretty much what's probably gonna happen. I yeah, assumed I, so as I well.
0: Because I have the but, comics too, but like yeah. I didn't think that they would actually kill him, you know.
1: Oh man, I was so mad. <laughs> I love Glenn.
0: I know he was such a good character.
1: He was fantastic.
0: Oh, anyway. But back to the show that we're recapping today, okay? Mm. (laughs) Ready? Are you ready? Starting (laughs) over.
1: That was a good tangent. We haven't had one of those in a while.
0: I know. About another show.
1: (laughs) About many shows. We talked about a couple of things.
0: So this week, we're recapping season three, episode 16. Um, so Bessie interrupts Joey and she tells her that she's going to want to see this. And she's like, what, Bessie? I'm on the phone with my college boyfriend. What the fuck do you want? And she's like, no, really come over and see this. So then Joey goes over to the, um, see the news on the TV and that bitch Sherry Eisler is reporting some backwards ass story about what was going on in the, um, the PTA meeting. Like it's all opposite of what was actually happening so yeah. then they they even show a clip of joey at the pta meeting and sherry says something like and the young woman who started this whole thing had to say this about matt caulfield and she says this whole thing is just ridiculous and she was like that's not what i meant <laughs> she was like i know sis messy's like i know sis <laughs> i hate that she calls her sis it's so stupid um but yeah, the whole news story is totally out of context. Joey's pissed. AJ's still on the phone with her and he pushes her to start a rally. And he says, show them that you're the one to be heard. And then we cut to Joey at Cape Side High putting up banners to say Principal Green at 5 p.m. Pacey comes up and he calls her Norma Ray and mm-hmm. that he sees that she took his advice. And he tells her not to hesitate if she needs anything, seeing that this was his idea in the first place. And Joey's like, this was hardly your idea. And he says, fine, if you want to pretend that this was all you. And she says, I'm not. And then they turn the corner and we see that AJ's there. So we hear Pacey cough because Joey's like all next to AJ. Now we hear Pacey cough and AJ looks up and we see Pacey and Joey's like, oh, that's right. you I've never met. And she introduces him and AJ says, oh, that's right. The one with the peculiar name. <laughs> uh, I was like, whatever, AJ, he's so annoying. AJ's like I'm here to give them Some tried and true College protest action So then A day player pops up Out of nowhere To some blonde girl And she's like Principal Green's coming No actually she says Green's coming Which is so funny Because that's what I write In all my notes Because I'm tired of writing Principal She's like Green's coming inside You need to see this So then they all go outside We hear people chanting Green to extreme <laughs> So stupid <laughs> And we see that the press is still there. Um, so he walks up to the steps and he goes up to Joey and he says, Joey, after you. Then they go inside and it's just like a regular school day. And the other thing I wrote down that I noticed is that Principal Green or the actor who plays Principal Green is not a very tall person. <laughs> He's not no. very, you know, short. <laughs> um, oh, you know what else I, re- I recognize the actor who plays him from? He was in an episode of friends. There was an episode where Joey was put on the spot to teach a dance class and the dance teacher had to leave. And he said, I have to leave for an audition or something, but I saw that you are trained in all this dance. And he says, can you like teach the class for like an hour or whatever? And Joey's like, oh, sure. And he's like, you know, what like a plie is or something. And he's like, sure. Yeah. Or whatever. And he, he goes and he teaches the, um. The class had to dance. You watch Friends, right? Yeah. Do you remember this episode? No. Oh, I'll have to find it.
1: So here's the thing with Friends. I never had the um, chance to watch it consecutively in order. It's always really? when it's on TV and I catch it. Yeah. Um, I think at one point it was on one of the streaming services and then it wasn't. And then I just, I had other things. I've never sat and actually watched all of Friends from like A to B.
0: Here, I found it. I'm going to send it to you. I think this actor who plays him is like a theater-trained actor. The actor who plays Principal Green is named Oba Babatunde. So Joey, I got a problem. I just got a call from my dance captain. He's having a relationship crisis and can't get out of Long Island. So does that mean the audition's <laughs> a Seeing as you've got He looks familiar.
1: Maybe he was in something else, too.
0: I just pulled his IMDb up. Oh, Joey, fine, it's easy.
1: Look at him doing some ballet moves. Yeah,
0: he's He's literally been in everything.
1: Yeah, he looks familiar.
0: So yeah, he's like one of those actors that like you've seen in something, and you're like, "What have I seen him in?" But then you look up his eye And movie he always and looks like,
1: the same too. He always has that mustache. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A mustache.
1: <laughs> right? You wearing a mustache? <laughs> right?
0: I guess so. I reckon when I first thought of him from friends, I was like, oh yeah, he has a mustache. <laughs> and he dances.
1: I mean like he always looks the same. <laughs> He's timeless. Okay. I want to be timeless. Oh
0: my god. I'm timeless. Somebody thought I was 32. Oh,
1: that's nice.
0: Not my I'm getting past my twenties now.
1: I don't know how old I look. I try to keep good with skincare routine.
0: If I just met you, Jamie, I would say you were a very young 47.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. How about that? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I'm so offended.
0: Just I'm just kidding. kidding. You look you look younger than me, Jamie.
1: Oh, I am younger than you, Steven. <laughs> Okay. I <laughs> By 10 years. <laughs> I am 10 years your junior, sir. You're like, okay. you're
0: like, well, that's supposed to happen. I am younger than you. <laughs> I meant to say, it like, well, you know, <laughs> you look younger than me because you're younger than
1: me. Uh, <laughs> oh, sheesh. Let's
0: get back to the show, okay? Before I say anything else, stupid. <laughs>
1: Go back to your margarita, okay?
0: <laughs> I know. That's my problem. <laughs> I might have to get another one. <laughs>
1: slow down.
0: <laughs> We've been doing this for like an hour now. I'm still drinking it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. All right. So we cut to Gal Dawson. She's at her new restaurant. Because remember, Mitch made him become, he says, an indentured servant to her. So like he's there helping her set up the restaurant. Yes. We see the news playing Sherry's fake news story. Gail tells Dawson that this restaurant stuff is a lot more work than expected. And she asks him how Joey's meeting went. And Dawson says that she was totally confident and inspired. And Gail says, you're proud of her. And he says she's finally standing up for herself and fighting back the way he knew she could. He says that she's organizing an action tomorrow outside the superintendent's office. And Gail says the person covering this story is a spokesperson turned journalist. And she has no idea how to decipher truth from popular opinion. And Dawson says, sounds like you miss it. And she says, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. But hey, I've got this fish restaurant now. (laughs) This is my life now. (laughs) And Dawson asks her, what if she tried to tell the real story? He'll be her one-man cameraman. And she says, even if I did, there's no guarantee that the station will run it. And she says that they made it very clear that she's past her prime. So Dawson tells her to do it for herself then and Principal Green and for Joey do it for your country. The red, white, and the blue. <laughs> it's not a lot to ask for about.
1: Our country. <laughs> the red, white, and the blue.
0: <laughs> not a lot to ask about. Uh, dun, 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 dun. What else did they say? Yeah. Be we'll a it. mighty soldier. Yeah. <laughs> I have to look up the words. I don't remember all, the whole song. That was like uh, my least favorite song out of the whole movie.
1: <laughs> oh, my head. Let's oh, do it for country Because our <laughs>
0: country wants us to. <laughs> I think I think that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> that's how they end. And it.
1: then she's like, "Let's go!" and just ruins the entire thing when you know they, they walk out of the bomb shelter, and yeah. are there with like a glass trying to listen.
0: I know they ruined the whole thing for them. It was so it was so messed up. It was um,
1: hilarious. <laughs> I know.
0: Now I want to watch Greece too.
1: I know. Cause I'm a cool rider, cool, 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 cool rider. This I is not the first O-O-L. time we've
0: talked about Greece too on this podcast.
1: I D E R. I want to see O L. I'm my own cool rider. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I can't do tricks.
0: <laughs> I can't do tricks <laughs> okay. on a motorcycle
1: <laughs> on my Harley. Oh yeah.
0: yeah, you do have a motorcycle, da? <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah yes yes i do so look, see once again just go (laughs) um all right so it's the next day and they're at that new rally that that joey is um having joey says that they barely have enough people to start a softball team let alone change the world so then we see pacey with aj aj thanks pacey for the coffee he says hot coffee is good for morale and pacey asks where's joey and he says, she's getting ready for a close up. He says, she's great, isn't she? She's a born leader. And Pacey says, oh, she's a peach, all right. So then Gal tells Joey that she's going to ask a series of questions and she's like setting her up to interview her or whatever. And we see Sherry come over and she asks Gal what she's doing. And Gal's like, oh, I'm interviewing my side of the story and hopefully the station will put it on, blah, blah, blah. Like she tells her everything. I would have been like, get the fuck away from me, Sherry. I don't
1: know, she's so honest.
0: I know. And um, Sherry and then Sherry tries to be a bitch and she's like, is this for Cable?
1: (laughs) She's such a twat waffle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So then Sherry cuts to Joey real quick while Gal's still talking and she asks if she could have a follow-up interview and Joey says, in your frosted blonde dreams Barbie. I wrote (laughs) that down. (laughs) I
1: thought that was hysterical. I was like, yes, I want to use that insult.
0: (laughs) I think she said something after that. She was like, too mean. Is Joey's such a, you know, pun queen. She's a smart
1: ass. She's a punk.
0: (laughs) She's a pun queen.
1: (laughs) She's she's so punny.
0: (laughs) When people think of Joey Potter, they they think of how punny she is. Oh my God. All right. So now Pacey tells Joey that the superintendent wants to see her. And AJ says that it's the first sign of resistance falling. And Joey's worried. She says, why don't I get that feeling? Pacey says, because fielding is an unscrupulous jerk who cares more about job security than what anybody out here thinks. And he says, he's only going to threaten her. And he tells her he doesn't think that she should go in there. So then she asks AJ what he thinks. And he says, I'd go. So then Joey literally goes like this to AJ. She's like, understood and then she goes in and like sees the fucking superintendent (laughs) i was like if i was pacey in this moment i'd be like fuck you bitch i'd be like you can just like deal with this boy until you're over him and then you can come back to me
1: yeah but that's not how pacey pacey works
0: i know but still he
1: is better than that he is above all of that he is there for one reason and that's for joey whether or not she's recognizing it or not
0: No, but don't you think it's kind of uncharacteristic that they're making her look to AJ more than Pacey when you don't think so?
1: So here's my thought process on that. Um,
0: (laughs) Tell me, Jamie.
1: (laughs) Joey doesn't have a whole lot of experience with guys. Her Mm -hmm. first boyfriend was Dawson. Correct. Second boyfriend is Jack, who's gay now, and a friend. This is her first actual boyfriend, and he's in college. So in her mind, he's more knowledgeable you know what i mean he he's he's aware of what's going on he's smarter he's got more uh wisdom i guess than just her high school friends so to me she's looking up to him and also she's in a relationship with him so she's trying to listen to him and take him seriously and that's what she's doing
0: yeah you're right i know (laughs) (laughs) once again that makes a lot (laughs) more sense
1: (laughs) That's just really? how I see it. That's my opinion. That's my, you know, that's my take
0: on it. What does that say about me? Does that mean like I'm just a very negative person, <laughs> or, or am I just a loyal person where I would just go to Pacey over?
1: Am I am I not loyal? <laughs> I'm just no. explaining her psychology. No,
0: no, it doesn't make you not loyal. <laughs> Uh, I'm thinking in the perspective of if I was Joey, and I was like listening to my new boyfriend, who I barely even know, over my friend of however many years.
1: Yeah, I guess it's. I mean, all right. So let's let's do it this way. <laughs> Put yourself in her shoes. It is right? your first actual relationship. You're excited about it. You're into that person. You oh, have yeah, this yeah. thing that's going on. You know, if you ask your boyfriend for advice. Yeah. Or that person, I mean, you're probably gonna try to listen to them, especially if they're older and they're in college and they seem smarter than you, because she's already made that comment before. I mean, put yourself in her shoes. Not what you would do, but what you would do as that per in that as that person in that situation. Stick Yeah, I
0: get it. I see it. I see your point. I see it. Please
1: stick with me, kid. <laughs>
0: All right, so Joey goes up to see Dr. Fielding and he's trying to intimidate her. He wants to know just what she intends to accomplish with this First Amendment display. And Joey says that they think Principal Green was fair in his decision to expel Matt Caulfield. And it's not right that he threatened Green to resign. So Fielding tells her that nobody is making Green do anything. It was a direct request. She tells him what's happening to Green is wrong. And he says, as far as I know, you represent that meager handful of students. So then she kind of takes his bait and she like shows him all of her cards and she like yeah. says that she's got a petition full of 300 students ready to go and there's going to be another rally the next night and she says that there's a voice that doesn't agree with all of this and that voice will be heard and he says i'm all ears <laughs> like the little bitch that he is <laughs> so then he says shouldn't you be going back to uh class since you're cutting class before you get detention or whatever. And she says who's cutting class? I'm not sick with a cold. And she gives him like her Joey Potter smirk like.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He kind of puts her on the spot so she made up this whole thing about You know, having all of these people sign the petition and having another rally. So she just kind of made it up because, you know, she really didn't have anything else planned aside from what they were currently doing. Uh, Mm. So him putting on the spot really kind of motivated her for sure. But I like that last jab she got at him. Are you going to get in trouble? You should probably hurry back to school, like clean this up and go back to school before you get in trouble. Who's going to get in trouble? I'm at home sick. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so that She
0: means- has monkeypox. <laughs>
1: like, I could do this all day. Yes.
0: She just got over COVID. Now she has monkeypox. pox
1: <laughs> I mean, express those rights. You know, just do it in a in a manner in which you're not injuring anybody or disrupting anybody. No, anyway.
0: she's really smart about it because she's, yeah, she's Joey Potter. The right she's
1: There's a right way and a wrong way to protest. Okay, people.
0: Well, even the people who protest the right way still get beat by the cops. It's crazy. Have you seen that shit on the news? I try not
1: to watch the news that much Political, anymore.
0: political. Let's not get Political into anxiety, political. okay? Let's not talk about it. All right.
1: I'm just going to buy an island and then I'm going to live on that island.
0: <laughs> I know. With me, right?
1: I, right, yeah.
0: I agree We can come to...
1: Let's be neighbors. We'll be neighbors. We're just going to make our own laws.
0: We can have a boat and we'll go on a boat together. <laughs> <laughs> it'll turn into a weird Mr. Ballen story <laughs> oh my god I was telling Justin's mother about Mr. Ballen, and she got scared because I was telling her about the Fox Hollow Farm story and um, now every situation that I'm in I'm like that's the beginning of a Mr. Ballin story
1: <laughs> you really need to stop at this
0: <laughs> I haven't can. been listening to him this because he's
1: not good for your health
0: <laughs> no I haven't been listening to him because one I'm all up to date with this stuff and two uh, the past couple of stories he ha- he's had aren't like super scary. They've just been like real life stories about like. Are
1: they not super scary or are you just getting numb to it now? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're just completely numb to the stories now. You're I'm like, not, oh, oh that's scared just anymore. Murdered. <laughs> that's fine. It happened last week too.
0: <laughs> I know. Oh, wait. That's the story I just heard. It's the same thing.
1: I swear I could have read this a minute ago. I mean, how many different ways can somebody murder someone? I think I've heard it all now.
0: <laughs> Just call Mr. bond's YouTube page. He'll tell you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now we're with Gail and Dawson. They show up to Principal Green's house for an interview. Oh, by the way, this is what I forgot to say in the beginning Matt Caulfield's father makes a comment about Principal Green being better suited for an urban war zone. Yes. Principal Green lives in a fucking mansion on the creek. Like he's got a mansion.
1: This guy is a tool, a complete grade A
0: douche. I was like, are they really judging him? Because it has to just be because he's black.
1: I think that's what they were trying to say without saying it.
0: Yeah, because I was like, he's he's like as rich as they are. <laughs> I, we've seen their he house. He
1: really well for himself as the principal of a high school.
0: Yeah. And, his, and the scenery on his, his front porch is insane. <laughs> Give I know, me a it's break. so cool. So yeah, Principal Green has no idea that this interview is happening, but Dawson said that he spoke to Nikki earlier and she agreed to it. Nikki says that she just wanted him to have an opportunity. I just wanted you to have the opportunity to tell your side of the story, daddy. And he still declines. He says that he knows his truth. It's not his job to prove to people that he's a fair and decent man. Now we cut to the students all together, helping Joey at the Potter B&B. We see Andy walk by on the phone, giving a thumbs up. And I was like, oh my God, I totally didn't realize that Andy was even in this.
1: I was really happy in this scene because it felt like everybody was back together for the most part.
0: Yeah. Well, at this point I thought, oh, Jen's not in this episode again. And then she shows up later. So yes, in like two seconds. (laughs) Um, Pacey's concerned that Joey lied about having a petition for signed by 300 students. And AJ says that she had the bluff. How else was she going to get his respect? And Joey's like, it'll be fine. I just need to know what to do. So Pacey says, a petition is easy to fake. But for a rally, you need actual bodies. And AJ's like, those are problems. We need solutions. So then Jen shows up.
1: Isn't he the uh, most senior out of everybody in this little this I group?
0: I don't know what he actually did. He didn't really he just- do anything.
1: The advice, he he just, first he recycled Pacey's advice, which isn't yeah. his fault, he didn't know. Okay, and then the second thing that he did was go against Pacey, which is what prompted right. this whole issue to begin right. with. Right. So he, you know, and she listened to him, and now both of them are coming to Pacey for more advice. Exactly. What is happening here?
0: <laughs> These are problems, we need solutions.
1: Well, aren't you the college boy? Where's your solutions? Put your thinking cap on. Let's go, 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 We are
0: we are giving tried and true protesting from the college perspective. Because I'm AJ, the asshole jerk. <laughs> Ajax. Ajax. <laughs> he's, Ajax
1: he's, a he's a cleanser. He's the toilet cleanser. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what he is.
1: Hey, Jack for toilet cleanser. oh
0: clean your toilet. That's not as good as he is for.
1: Pretty much at this point, yeah.
0: Um. All right. So then Jen shows up out of nowhere. and She says she has solutions. Pacey says something about using the internet. And Jack posted something on the um, Cape Side boards or whatever. And then Andy's doing it the old-fashioned way by getting the word out. We see Andy on the phone. She's happy that she blackmailed somebody. And I was like, well, Andy's back to her old tricks.
1: Yeah, She's good at that.
0: <laughs> Jack comes up and shows Joey that he created a new flyer. He just wants her to approve it. She's like, whatever. It looks great. And he's like, it doesn't matter. We already ordered 500 copies. And Joey's like, how are we paying for that? And he says, Pacey knows the guy that they're getting it for free. So then Joey goes up to everybody and she gives like a short and sweet speech about how she's like, you know, appreciates everybody being there. Casey is smiling at her because he's so proud of her. And you see Joey walk off with AJ who says, are you sure you've never done this before? And she's like, I just can't believe I'm doing this. And he says, well, believe it because you're doing it. And she says, well, thanks to you. You're the one who convinced me to do it in the first place. I couldn't have done it without you. And then they kiss. And then Pacey's like watching them the whole time. And then he looks like super disappointed.
1: He looked like sick. And then he, yeah, he, yeah, Poor, I like, felt so bad for him.
0: He didn't convince you in the first place. It was Pacey. Like, Joey, why are you being such a bitch right now?
1: This is what's been happening so far, though. Joey gets advice from Pacey. She ignores Pacey. Joey gets the same advice from her boyfriend. She does it. Who gets the credit? The boyfriend. Because she's the one that, he's the one that she was listening to.
0: It's not even like they're having sex. <laughs> so weird. Um, so Jen asks Pacey if he's okay. And he says, yeah, he's going to go hang up flyers. Bessie pops up. She just got off the phone. And she says, someone told her that having high school students use her place of business as their point of attack against the system is not the best way to keep her business afloat. And Joey says, I don't get it. And Bessie says, you don't do you you never do (laughs) it's like oh god why is she mad now
1: it's so dramatic why because people are like looking down on her for having all these kids so this is what bothers me about this right she's feeling pressure Bessie's feeling pressure from the community because they don't like that all of these kids are using the B&B as their like hub for planning their you know their expression um now me, if it was my B and would be so proud. I'd be like, "Yes, you can use this area, this space. You guys are young high school people. You're determined. You're passionate, and you're using your rights to express that in a, you know, in a positive and respectful manner for your principal. Yes, use my space. Do that. Let me support you. What do you need? You know, like that's the type of person that I would be. So I, I feel a certain type of way for Bessie handling the pressure the way that she is because now she's mad at Joey. Instead of just being like, yeah, and?
0: I thought Bessie was going to hang up, get off the phone and be like, and I told them to like shove it up their butt. You know what I mean? And the fact that she
1: was like visibly upset about it bothered me a little bit. I understand the pressures and, you know, her wanting to make sure that the business doesn't suffer and image and, and whatever. But I feel like this would be a good image to have because it shows that you're supporting the youth. You're supporting, you know, collected teenagers who are doing something good yeah
0: I, like she should be proud of it like,
1: it's not like she's hoarding all of these you know useless kids that are high school dropouts and they're just on drugs all the time and need a place to place to crash not that saying that that would be wrong either you know you're helping the youth but what i'm saying is she's using her BNB to allow these kids to create these you know to spread the word about what they're trying to convey i, I just i don't understand why she was so upset <laughs>
0: But well, we cut to a scene with Joey Bessie and Bodie they're cooking dinner and Joey tells her that it's probably just a joke done by Matt Caulfield himself and Bessie's worried that the bank is going to take their house because they're you know they had to remortgage the, the building or whatever yeah which I'm glad we we figured that one out <laughs> and Joey's getting upset they just want to protect themselves and Bessie says why defend a man who won't even defend himself and Joey says he shouldn't have to. Bessie says, are you sure of that? You're sure this kid doesn't deserve another chance? And Joey says that everyone agrees that Matt should be expelled. Bessie says, so everyone is up in arms over nothing. Bodhi says that it's because Green is not white. If he was, there wouldn't be this level of anger and hostility and misunderstanding. Bessie's just being a bitch and she leaves. Yeah. And we see AJ come in and he interrupts them and he tells her that he's leaving. She says, you can't go now. And he says, but he has to go. He has work to do. He has to grade papers, some bullshit. I don't know. He's like, you can do this on your own, Joey. You got this.
1: I'm pretty sure he's going to see his uh, his actual girlfriend.
0: <laughs> Probably.
1: That's what I think.
0: <laughs> the one she discovers next week. Yeah. So he tells her that she's already surrounded by good people, including Pacey. We like see- every
1: time he brings Pacey up. Oh, that Pacey character. Oh, you have Pacey Yeah, it's almost person. like he's like.
0: Le- Are you more-
1: trying to, like, prepare yeah. her and drop some hints because, you know, you know this relationship's not going to last? I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, he's in college. He's, like, he's keeping his door open, you know, whatever. Okay. Options there open.
1: his door open.
0: <laughs> we cut to Pacey, and he's stapling flyers up against, like, a telephone pole, and he's really angry. Jen finds him, and she tells him maybe he should talk about it. He says he has a problem, and she says, yeah, it's obvious. So then she got something to open up and talk about Joey. He says he is falling for the worst possible person he could fall for. And he asked her what she would tell him to do. She says, impossible situations are only made better by doing something about them. And he says, so what do I do? Declare my love to her so she could laugh in my face.
1: I don't think he says the word love. I think it's just declare. Like, so I should declare myself. So she can laugh at his face because he he knows, at least at this point in time, it's not it's not a good time. I mean, what is she going to say? Uh, thank you. I have a boyfriend. Like, I think I understand him. But at the same time, he's probably not going to feel better until it's out there.
0: Well, I everybody mean, would. Yeah. So he compares himself to Ducky from Pretty in Pink. And Jen says that the question is, are you going to stand by her in a very Ducky-like fashion? Or are you going to, like hurt feelings and pride prevent you from being a friend that you so innocently purport yourself to be and he tells her that it just hurts that's all and she says and it's not pretend anymore we cut to galen dawson interviewing fielding dawson's like why are we interviewing him like why do we have to interview him and she says to show both sides of the story otherwise we would we would be just like sherry showing one side and total bullshit because she's in it she was a a intern who got promoted to my job because I left for Philadelphia. So then Fielding says that Green has until Friday to rescind the expulsion or he needs to resign. And gal says, isn't that the same thing as Green expelling Matt Caulfield? Is firing their principal what's best for the students. And he says, it's what's best for the community. So then Gale hands him a paper and, and she asks him to read the uh, first line and he reads it. And it's a contract for the superintendent of the schools, which is his concern for the students of the school, not the community. So then he like realizes what he's reading and then he gets up and he says that the interview is over.
1: (laughs) And this is when I said Gail is the real MVP because that woman does her homework, man.
0: Yeah, she did like a real news story because she knows what she's doing.
1: Yeah, she did research. She actually did her job.
0: And I love that she had it on video. Because he was trying to turn it into something that he had nothing to do with. You know, yeah. like he had nothing to do with the community. He had everything to do with his like relationship with the students, not the community. So exactly.
1: He's supposed to do what's best for the students and the school, not the community.
0: As a superintendent of the school.
1: Right. That's his job. His job isn't the community. His job is to make sure the school is on the up and up and everybody's getting what they need. And they were. with degrees. So...
0: If that was the case, since that was the case, wouldn't you say Dr. Fielding is kind of a racist himself?
1: I don't know if that would make him racist. I think that he just might also be feeling the pressure from the community and the backlash that he's getting because of the decisions the principal made.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: When powerful people with money come into play and start throwing a fit and a fuss, it's harder for the people up top to stay. um, What's the word?
0: in charge
1: (laughs) no i don't want to say genuine but it's hard to keep them honest yeah because the easiest thing would be to give in and to let it go but the easiest thing is not always the right thing remember that kids
0: (laughs) all the children that listen to our podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) all you parents out there bestow upon them jamie knowledge
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is our psa PSA. for the week
1: (laughs) (laughs) psa for the week
0: Um, So now we're with Nikki and Principal Green. She's on her way to the rally and she tells him that he should go with her. And he says that he did the right thing and he's angry. But if he shows Matt Caulfield one second of his anger, he's not going to like it. So he doesn't want to show his anger towards him to make him like that. Oh, he's like the angry black man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's trying to stay cool because he knows he didn't do anything wrong and he really didn't. He vandalized the wall. He should be expelled. So Nikki says, but the people at the rally are on your side. They support you. And she tells them that they need to know that he supports them. We cut to the rally. We see Dawson filming and he stops because he sees Nikki sitting in one of the seats. We see Jen tell Joey that Pacey did an impressive job getting the word out to the people. And Joey says that she hasn't seen him all day. Uh, we hear him testing the sound system and then he finally introduces Joey. You see Joey go up to the um, podium and she gives a speech defending Green. It's all like the same stuff, like constantly, like they keep repeating the same stuff. Like he's not a bad person. He did the right thing. Matt Call feels like a scumbag. His father's right. a racist prick. <laughs> Dr. Fielding's an old closeted gay man who just needs to be let go from his job. <laughs> um so yeah, we get shots of Jen, Jack, and Andy in their seats because we have to be reminded that they're in the episode. <laughs> Joey says that she wants to talk about how Green has made their lives better. And she kind of like opens it up to the floor to everybody. And not mm-hmm. everybody raises their hand at once and then she says i feel like i'm in mr peterson's class all over again and i was like oh that was a fun callback
1: they got a couple she got a couple of laughs out of that too they they were laughing because they they knew
0: yeah so after she said that everybody started to raise their hand andy gets up she says something i don't remember we see the kid from one tree hill say something i was like god i wonder how much money he got paid to do that quick scene And then Nikki starts talking and as she's talking, we see Mr. Green enter the or Principal Green enter the rally. So he finally goes up on the stage and he tells everybody that he had mixed feelings about going to the rally today and that he says that he and our fielding will budge on this issue. So he'll be leaving. And everybody is like shocked. He says, but regardless of the situation, he thanks them all. And that's pretty much how we figure out that he's not coming back, you know, that he resigned, which is total bullshit. We cut to a scene with Jen. She's talking to Pacey and he says, I feel like dog meat. She didn't even thank me. And she's like, she will in time. And she says, every duck has its day. Just ask Henry.
1: (laughs) I just want to say Pacey is magic. He just makes fucking shit happen. Does every time. He really, really does. He's really transformed. Like, I really have enjoyed seeing his character change over the last couple of seasons. You know, the first season he was the goofball. Nobody took seriously. And then he has since then just transformed into like this really caring and thoughtful person. He's not thoughtless. You know what I mean? No, he's,
0: just, he's very caring.
1: He is very caring and very thoughtful, especially for those he cares about. Um, and in this case, it's really mostly on, I mean, we got to see his caring side with Andy. Mm-hmm. He's really nurtured that caring side. And now he's he's doing it with Joey, but like in a different way. And I feel like it's with more meaning because nobody's asking him to do it. The same thing with helping them build the B&B and then getting their name out there and getting people to to come and review the B&B. Like he's done so much that he didn't even have to do nobody asked him to do it he just did it because he cares and i can really respect that i seriously love his character
0: i know i love do. him
1: i love him love him.
0: i really am seeing his character in a totally different light than i did when i first started watching the show he was sort of like this like sex maniac like se- sex obsessed He's, teen
1: he was a teenage boy
0: <laughs> i don't know he was like the jokester and then you know during season 2 like you said he was very caring and Now he's just doing things because he wants to do it because he really does love this girl. So yeah, it is. It's, it sort of is like a nice evolution, but I know that he goes backwards at some point because he doesn't, we'll get into it later when we watch the seasons, but yeah, yeah, I understand why he's a fan favorite, honestly. So now we cut to Bodie and Joey, they're leaving the the rally together and we see that Bessie's there and Joey's kind of surprised to see her and Bessie's like, baby alexander wanted to come see you he's always talking about how his aunt joey is so talented and so knowledgeable <laughs> and even when you're not there all he talks about is his aunt joey <laughs> and before that Bodhi asked her if she wanted to drive home and she's like no not stick shifts." and i was like you just learned how to drive it why don't you just try
1: i know right
0: so then bessie's like you're backing down from a challenge that's so unlike you and then joey's like all right well i'll drive home <laughs>
1: If you insist,
0: <laughs> so she she drives stick shift home with a baby in the snow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would have let her for being such a driver. <laughs> but I know they got the through all that people. creek. <laughs> Do they have their own vehicles? No, right? Wait, then how did Bessie and the baby get there?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Maybe they walked. <laughs> Maybe they got a ride.
1: Take a cab.
0: Maybe they took a taxi cab. <laughs> That's a
1: really good question. <laughs> if they only have one truck between them.
0: Yeah, they're definitely not a two-car household.
1: <laughs> but I mean, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait.
0: The she truck, took the bus.
1: The truck, the truck is only a single, um, has only a single uh, bench. So they if going only gonna fit think? three she's,
0: people. She's going to have to hold the baby. Yeah, they're going to have to hold the baby. <laughs> so it's not even in
1: the car seat? <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: In the snow. That's a good point.
1: This is dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) They have to have multiple vehicles or something. Maybe.
0: Give the cues to the unlicensed 16 year old who just learned how to drive a stick.
1: (laughs) Maybe, um, maybe Woodspace has his own vehicle.
0: No, they don't have two vehicles. She even says it's a stick.
1: Okay, but listen. What's his name? Bodhi?
0: Bodhi.
1: (laughs) Maybe Bodhi has his own vehicle and he let. Bessie have it because they could fit the car seat in it so he took the truck with Joey and left Bessie with the, the actual vehicle
0: I mean that's an option I would I don't know
1: that's the option I'm gonna go with because the other option leaves me with many many questions and concerns
0: <laughs> I don't know but you know what Jamie I'm really buzzed right now So I'm, so
1: glad, that, I'm glad that for you I'm, so happy I'm glad you. I'm glad you're welcome
0: you're welcome <laughs> So now we cut to Principal Green in his office and he's packing up all the stuff. I love how when we see people packing stuff up from offices or whatever, wherever, it's just like one lone box. We've already seen Pacey do it from his locker or no. Andy gave him a box filled with stuff. One and lone Andy box? Did, it. did yeah, you not
1: like- see all the boxes in President and President and <laughs> in Principal Green's office? No, he I missed like, it. of them, like right by the door.
0: Oh, I missed it. No. Was I was like, rushing no, I through the episode, Jamie. I totally missed it.
1: Okay. And <laughs> while you are correct, a lot of the times when people are wrapping up like their offices, it's usually one big box with their shit in it. Um
0: Andy did it. Jack did it when he left Jens. <laughs> he just had a box with a basketball hoop.
1: <laughs> but this one, this president, he had multiple boxes.
0: Principal. <laughs>
1: why don't you spinning on president i'm not drinking how is this happening the pre the <laughs> green here green green just call him green <laughs> i can't english today um,
0: <laughs> president
1: green. uh principal green had multiple boxes and you know what have you ever seen um the proposal
0: oh yeah with, i haven't seen it in years though sandra
1: bullock and uh
0: yeah ryan reynolds
1: Oh my God, Ryan Reynolds. Anyways, uh, when she leaves her office at the towards the end of the movie, she had multiple boxes. She looked like she was moving out of an apartment.
0: No, oh, I mean, if I was leaving my office, <laughs> I would have multiple boxes too. <laughs> You've seen all this shit on my desk.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I had to clean up mine, I had a giant box and I had a bag, a giant trash bag, because I could fit everything in the box. <sighs> I'm not bringing all of that stuff back, by the way.
0: I'm not either. When I go back, I'm taking half of it home. I know it.
1: I have all of my stuff here. Um, but literally every Tuesday when I go back, I just grab
0: More my stuff. notebook.
1: Yeah. My computer, obviously. My notebook. I have a folder with some papers and stuff that I use. And um, like a a notepad. Like a steno pad. That's it.
0: Um, but anyway. So Principal Green is packing up his stuff. And... Joey comes in. She tells him that he could still change his mind. She just feels like she failed him and she starts crying. But he's like, is that what you want me to do, Joey? Like, lie. Give in. I'm not doing that. But he tells her that in all of his years in education, he has never felt more successful. And he thanks her for fighting for him. And he says, I guess it's time for me to go home. So then he goes to leave. and When he turns the corner, all the students are lined up and they all start giving him like a round of applause. Which was nice. Um, it was then, nice. Yeah, it was sweet. the The horrible song they were playing during this episode. I have to find out what the real what the real song was. But the song that they were playing during this part was horrendous. I don't know why they. Don't even get me started. But um, he walks oh, by I Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: I said. Oh, I wasn't going to. <laughs> I will have to say. The entire time we were having this scene, and they were walking down the aisle, and everybody's clapping. You see, like the entire student body. The only thing that I could think about is, my gosh, their class is small.
0: <laughs> well, they had to get 300 signatures from the class. <laughs> That's all. Though little
1: small. That's not even small town. Yeah, I know. I keep forgetting. I mean, I'm not from like a big town, but I'm not from like a small town either.
0: Did you notice who wasn't there? No, Henry. Henry's clearly a racist. He didn't want to be there. I'm gonna
1: throw him. something at you.
0: <laughs> he was I'm pretty there. sure this
1: was just the senior body, not like the freshmen. The I think it was freshmen.
0: all of them. They would all be there to support him.
1: You would think so, but if that's the case, they have a really tiny school.
0: It's Cape Side
1: of like fifty students.
0: Cape Side's a mysterious place. Eve was there at some point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, how are they going to have a college student just come in and just be like, "Yeah, I'm here," and nobody bat an eye? She like, where's your up. where's your pass? You know, did you did you at least stop in the office and be like, "Hi, I'm here"? No, you just walked in and you were just wandering around the hall. like, Oh,
0: she must be a new student. Oh. <laughs> why is she wearing I mean, hardly anything? younger
1: than the thirty year old senior that just got kicked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: i mean what's I was, the difference he looks
1: like he could be there He got
0: expelled from school like all he has to do is be trained or uh homeschooled like what's the big deal
1: i don't know they're rich they can afford it
0: exactly like they made such a big deal about nothing um i mean it's
1: not nothing it's probably gonna be on his record so
0: <laughs> you know that kid's gonna get into any fucking college that he wants to because his parents are rich
1: oh <laughs> uh, fair
0: um, so we cut to Gail. She's at a restaurant and we hear her on the phone and she tells Dawson that they're going to run her story at the station. And she tells them that they want her to go down immediately to tape an intro to her story. And she tells them that they offered her to do some more of those like field reporting. And he's like, great. Like, what are you going to do, mom? And she says, I told them I'll think about it and I'll give them an answer in 20 years after I'm done in the restaurant business.
1: (laughs) I was so proud of her.
0: But she pretty much says that she just wanted a chance to say no because they pretty much dissed her, you know? But she thanks Dawson because if it wasn't for him, she would have never done it. And she calls him a quiet hero because he steps in when he needs to. He's smart, capable, and sincere. And he says something I totally forgot to write it down. (laughs) Now we cut to our final scene of the episode. Pacey and Joey are running. He's like pulling her along to show her something. And she's like, what is it? They're all bundled up. It's cold out, still snowing. And he tells her that he bought her something. And then he, she's like, what is it? And they're standing in front of this like big wall. And it's a blank canvas pretty much. And he's like, I bought it for you. It was $100. I want you to like keep you know, practicing and experimenting your art. And she tells him that when she thinks that she has them all figured out, he does something outrageous and challenges her in a way that no one else would even think of. And she says, in case I don't say it enough, thank you. And he's like, it's about damn time, Potter. It's about damn time.
1: (laughs) Now, he didn't buy the wall. It's a rental, which I don't even know how that happens. Like, how do you just rent a wall? Is it She's going to paint. She stares at it for a while, and I remember for a while she actually doesn't paint anything on it. I don't know if she ever does or not. I don't remember. I think at one point there was, an, like, an unveiling, but I think it, even Pacey says something to her, like, are you ever going to paint on that wall that I paid for, you know, for you to to paint?
0: Oh, God, I don't even remember that.
1: Oh, I'm hyper aware of these two. <laughs>
0: I know that I have a picture of the actual wall from when we went to North Carolina. We took a picture of it. And even back then, I was very, very vague on the wall. I was like, oh, yeah, this is from that season three episode. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, I have a picture of that wall. <laughs> so we're just kind of left with um, Joey standing in front of the massive wall with the paint can in her hand and the paintbrush. And we cut to the end credits. The next episode is called Cinderella story. So, that would be next week. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, it was a good episode. I really liked it. I thought it was yeah. I really do think it was just sort of like an episode for Joey to show that she knows how to put on a fucking rally. <laughs> but it also showed that Cape side is a pretty racist town. So, um which sucks for Principal Green because, like, I don't know how they could just force him out of a job when he was doing such a good job with the students and they all supported him. Like, it's, it doesn't make any sense. It like, is, if one student is being a problem, it
1: makes sense. But the issue of the matter is that this happens probably often, especially with money, because they just pay everybody off. Yeah. Like, or they'll threaten it and they'll just be like, well, you know how I always donate all this money to this or your school or you yep. know whatever well guess what i'm not donating to you anymore and like that's that, that's all controlled by money it's just disgusting
0: it's disgusting
1: what bonds the world green <laughs> not the president i meant the principal.
0: <laughs> not principal green
1: <laughs> not principal green i mean like american dollars or whatever color your bills are in whatever country you were in that i don't know <laughs>
0: Well, we're in America, so we can just say we America, America. So I'm
1: gonna say green. But
0: <laughs> all right. Well, any last thoughts on this episode, Jamie?
1: Like I said, this one it was a mix for me. It gave me a lot of anxiety in the beginning. Um, I could do without this this episode. It was just sad <laughs> towards the end.
0: It was just a filler episode for Joey to have a, a another plot point, <laughs> and it and was... the other cast members not to be in the episode.
1: And I guess, in a way, it might also kind of set us up a little bit for the next episode. like in this one, we got to see um Ajax
0: <laughs> run
1: back to college really abruptly, and we don't know why in the next episode we get to meet the other female.
0: I can't wait to watch it now
1: yeah, i'm I'm very much looking forward to it. This was definitely a filler episode that we all could have done without I feel I'm very sure
0: right, well. But as our one year is almost coming to an end, our one year celebration is coming to an end. We just want to say thank you to everybody for still listening and supporting us. And it's been such a great year for our podcast and we're still trying to like expand and make things happen. And we hope that you just like come along for the ride and enjoy it. So, you know, just stay tuned. We got some things coming down the pipeline. So. (laughs) Do you want to say anything?
1: No, no. I I mean, you took all the words out of my mouth. We just really greatly appreciate you guys. And we love you. Um,
0: All right. And on that note, Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram?
1: Sure. You guys can find me at JLynn underscore booklover.
0: Beautiful. And if you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And you can click our link tree and you can find us everywhere. You can send us an email with some feedback or anything you would like us to read on the podcast at CreekTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to the podcast. And please join our new Facebook group. We would love to have new members. And with that, Jamie, we appreciate you listening. We hope you all have a great weekend. And we'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Creek Talk Podcast.
1: I hope you guys are really excited because I'm really freaking excited because the next episode is going to be the best.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. About too. All right. Mm, bye. bye. <laughs> I'm so drunk, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs>